Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. I am going to be talking about some recent purchases. These were on a Twitter auction and uh, I, I was lucky. This is the only time I've ever had any kind of success uh, doing it because I've tried many times and I'm always too late. But I did get a copy of uh, G.I. Joe and the Transformers 1 through 4 for really good prices. And I've always wanted this one. So I think this is the first time of Marvel in Marvel that they actually teamed up. I then have a couple of Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. I don't have many of this. Like I've never really gotten into the Marvel War comics. Um, I, I just didn't find them as interesting characters or, or written as interesting as like Easy Company, Sergeant Rock, GI Combat, um, Weird War Tales, Unknown Soldier, w Men of War. Like those titles were just awesome. Enemy Ace. And, and we had Captain Savage and his Leathernecks. I picked up a copy of that, number two. Really nice cover though. It is an amazing cover. It has uh, Baron Strucker in the middle and Hydra. And on the left, it has uh, Captain Savage and his Leatherneck Raiders. And on the right, it has the Samurai Squad. And I just read this. It, it was it was pretty decent. Um, so like I said, it wasn't uh, as great as some of the other ones. The other one that I did read that I got, and it's my first issue of, is Freddy from Charlton. Uh, number 22. And... Uh, this is like one of those Archie type books that Charlton put out. And it was a popular one because it ran a lot of issues. But uh, there were shorts. They're, they're like uh, six page stories. And it. it has a Life with Maggie story in here. And the rest of them are Freddy stories. And usually he's um, trying to go out with his girlfriend. And he gets mad because she's babysitting. Or he's... Uh, She's trying to lure him in to see if he's trustworthy by putting on a wig and pretending she's a famous actress and seeing if he'll cheat on her and it's kind of stuff like that. Um, that was pretty pretty interesting and it's my first Freddy uh, comic book. I also read my first Dennis the Menace uh, Fawcett comic book. I have had some Dennis the Menace uh, Fawcett comic books and. Uh, I mean, have had some non-Fawcett Dennis the Menace. This is my first Dennis the Menace Fawcett com comic. I have some more Dennis the Menace I, I need to talk about right here. i got to move some of the other books that I've recently read, which I liked. Um, uh, we got, that was uh, Dennis the Menace 102 and from Fawcett. And then I have 108 from Fawcett. And then I have one other one, but I don't... Oh, it's called Dennis the Menace and Mr. Wilson and His Gang at Christmas. This is from 1969. It looks like an annual of some sort. And I don't know why I can't find it in my database, so I had to enter it. But uh, I'm going to try to search for it, because in the upper right-hand corner, it has Mr. Wilson and His Gang at Christmas. But... Inside the indicia, indicia, I can't remember how to say that, indicia, 
it says Dennis the Menace and Mr. Wilson and his gang at Christmas. So there's a 25 cent cover price from 1969. I think both of these are from 1969. Um, I picked up Adventure Comics number 298. This one has a fat Superman on the cover. <laughs> and there's a big lady inside of a telephone booth. And it says featuring the fat Superboy. It says, Boo-hoo, Superboy, I'm so embarrassed getting stuck in the phone booth because I've become stout. Promise you won't look at me. You won't know that it is that what it is like to be fat. And Super, Superboy says, Don't worry, Lana. I'll turn you over to the police emergency squad so they can pry you loose. <laughs> this is so uh, p- politically incorrect nowadays. I don't dare let Lana know that I've also become fat. <laughs> But uh, you got a, a, also a Tales of Bizarro World. This was a really interesting pickup. This is a Plastic Man reprint comic from uh, Super Comics. Hit the mute button just in time. Um, and I didn't know what it was or how to find it, but it seems like Super Comics reprinted quality comics and just some random issues of plastic man but this is a really cool it's number 16 and in my database they only have have published like four issues of this plastic man and they're all over the place it's like number 16 number 20 something number something so i I didn't even know this thing existed but it is plastic man so that's cool i have another captain savage which i should probably read um since i read the other one it's number 16, War on Ice, Wanted Offbeat War Mag, This Is It, Believer. I got Uncanny Tales from the Grave, number 12. I think it's just Uncanny Tales in the Indishi. Indishi. I can't, God, why can't I say that word? Um, I have a DC War book, which is uh, Men of War. All-American Men of War, number 114, that features Lieutenant Steve Savage, the Balloon Buster. I have Tower of Shadows, number 6. Really nice cover there of a small guy fighting a rat. And I picked up at my comic shop, just randomly looking through a box... Soap opera romances from Charlton Comics 1 through 4. And these are like really hard to find books. But uh, I I heard from the Charlton Arrow that they are reprints. But there's no indication of what they're reprinting. So that's that. And then I got a couple of Life with Archies. Uh, They're uh, 12 cent cover prices. Uh, we got a number 70, a 77, and a 90. I got Double Dare Adventures um, presents a big double feature starring B-Man. So this is a Harvey comic. I have Two Gun Kid, number 86. I also only have like three comics of Two Gun Kid, and it's a long-running series. I got a Justice League that I was missing, number 25. Um, that was cool. I got 80-page giant 
Secret Origins. When I bid on this one, I didn't know if I had it or not, and I was right. I didn't have it. Sometimes you don't have a lot of time to think because the auction just happens, and you don't know what he's going to post. And if you wait a second longer, you'll lose. But uh, Superheroes versus Supervillains, this is an Archie uh, comic. This is a nice pickup. Got it for a really great price. It is a really good copy Uh the other thing I want to point out is I read my first Rex the Wonder Dog uh, comic book, uh, number 18, that f featured an appearance of Detective Chimp. I, I really enjoyed it. Of all the old comics I read, which was uh, for comic uh, for Geek Brunch Retro, uh, Rex the Wonder Dog, I read uh, Freddy, I, I read Dennis the Menace, and I read... Uh, the Leathernecks, Captain Savage and the Leathernecks. And of all of them, I like the Rex the Wonder Dog the most. And then probably Captain Savage, just because it looked cool. Um, Dennis the Menace was up there. I, th I thought the Dennis the Menace stories were really cool, uh, especially the one with uh, Mr. Wilson and the father trying to get a gopher out of the, the yard uh, and Dennis was messing with them. I, I really liked that story, but that one was, was cool. And then last but not least the Freddy one, but it, it still was entertaining. So um, yeah, that was just some of the purchases I got, which haven't, haven't purchased a lot. Um, but uh, those are some of the ones that I just purchased recently. I have another queue with Aaron Myers, but uh, haven't pulled the trigger on that one yet, so we'll see. But um, I'll see if I have any questions. I, I believe I have some, but uh, not a lot. So if I go to Twitter and I go to messages, I save some of these messages. No, I, I save them under bookmarks. Where do you find? Where do I find that stuff? All right, bookmarks. There we go. I have a couple from uh, Dallow, and that's it. So Dallow says, which origin story have you read the most times, Batman or Spider-Man? Uh, by far, Batman. I, I read a lot more Batman than Spider-Man. And it shows up a heck of a lot more. And then they have the villains that have like Hush and a lot of the, the villains have like similar origin stories that Bruce Wayne had. So th there's a couple of villains that, that that have similar origin stories about parents and stuff. It, so it's interesting. But Spider-Man's, you know, does come up from time to time, just not as frequently because there's so many Batman titles as opposed to the Spider-Man titles as well. Name your top three origin stories from all of comics and why. I really like the XO Man of War origin story. Uh, that is a really good one about a barbarian that gets pulled into the future to f and fighting spider aliens and then is like a Tony Stark because of Orb Industries or whatever they're called. That was a really good origin story uh, that I liked. Um... I would say 
Batman is is a favorite uh, origin story just because it you know it's he's losing his parents early and Alfred taking over and taking care of him. Um, that one's that one's good. And then like you said, <laughs> I guess you'd have to go with Superman because you know you're launched from Krypton and you're a baby. And I a- after reading the comic books, I appreciate it more because Action Comics barely touched on it. And I don't think it was until Superman number one, which came later because it was reprinting pieces of action comics, but then had some original content like the origin story um, in it. So, you know, that Jor-El and them launching him into space and him being raised by Ma and Pa Kent, that's that's a classic origin story. I, I, I also like Daredevil's origin story um, about him getting blind and having the father that's a boxer and then sort of you know having to become a lawyer and then later you know becomes daredevil using his radar power so yeah, I like his that's that origin story quite a bit black panther the fact that he's you know was a in the wakanda i've always liked that character it's always been one of my favorites Fantastic Four is a good origin story. I don't know if it's as good as it was back when it came out, but uh, you know, a family going into space and being bombarded by cosmic rays, Spider-Man getting bit by the radioactive spider—that's really cool. Um, Booster Gold's or origin story is very cool because you know he's from the Legion of Superheroes time and he steals the ring and the suit and everything and goes back in time and wants to be a hero, you know, but he's becoming a hero at the expense of crime. <laughs> that He's a cool origin story. I mean, there's just so much, you know, Mr. Miracle, like that one a lot with the new gods and Barda and them falling in love and such a classic... Hulk is a good one, you know, gamma rays, and he's trying to save Rick Jones and pushes Rick into a uh, ravine or whatever you want to call it to save him, and he gets bombarded by the rays, and he becomes the monster. That's that's a great one. Uh, so many, like, I think all the heroes that are around today, you know, the, the ones that have stood the test of time have great origin stories. They just they just do. So, mostly Marvel and DC. I mean, Spawn has a good origin story because that starts off as a love story and then his best friend marrying his wife, Wanda, and he's dead. And Savage Dragon just showing up with no memories in a burning field. That's fantastic. Um... Yeah, so that's that. Those are some some great origin stories. Next question. Um, you said top three, so I'll just say Exo Man of War, Batman, and Spider Man, because right now those those characters I've always stuck with, and uh, I, I like I just like so many of the origin stories. But but if I had to pick my top three, uh, 
Exos was always cool because I just thought, you know, a barbarian going into the future and then, like, that is just awesome. So the next question, it says, Marvel have come to you to write a one-shot for them. You can choose the characters and the bad guy. Who are you choosing to do a one-shot? I'd probably do an OMAC book. The bad guy could just be, you know, anybody. But uh, I would like him to clash with Superman. <laughs> throw down as a misunderstood thing. Um, you can choose the artist. I would do uh, Keith Giffen and Scott Koblish with me writing. You said I'd guess guessing Liefeld. I am a big Liefeld fan, but I'd rather go the Jack Kirby route, you know, and I'd rather do I mean, I'm Om Activate, you know. So I mean, I stick with stick with what I really love. And I I think a one shot would be more um good for Oh, you asked it for Marvel. The DC would be Omac. You're asking it for Marvel. Marvel's come to you, right? A one-shot. Oof. I'd ha I'd want to pick something that doesn't see the light of day too much. I, I would like to do a Kyle Richmond Nighthawk. You know, I, I find him fascinating. Or I would take a Valkyrie story. You know, the Valkyrie from the Defenders. I, not the Jane Foster one, but uh, the other one, the original. I would take any of the defenders in a one shot for sure. I would do a Doctor Strange, a Submariner, um, Nighthawk, Red Guardian, Valkyrie, Hellcat. She's got her own series right now, but it's just a mini. Son of Satan, he'd be a really interesting one. I, I, if I had to choose one, I'd go with uh, Son of Satan and um, Omac. There you go. You also ask on a desert island books, choose five reads to take with you, uh, include graphic novels, omnibus. Uh, I would take uh, you cho choose five, and this this will change all the time but right now i would take defenders omnibus because i just like its rereadability i love the defenders uh omnibus one and two so that's two i would take uh right now because i'm into superman i take the three i am reading one of them the three golden age supermans I, i'm finding those absolutely fascinating uh, stories and I think that for rereadability, I would be more into the Defenders than I would be um, some of the other material. But maybe there is there an XO like Omnibus? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just that I'd want to pick something that I'd want to reread. So Defenders for sure, one and two. Um. 
it's so hard to choose. Like, I'm really into the Superman, but I don't know if I'd be able... If I'm stuck on the island, I don't know if I'd want to keep rereading it. I would take a, a Daredevil omnibus, the Frank Miller Daredevil omnibus. I, I think just because I love Daredevil so much. So... I would take one of those big old Jeff Johns Flash omnibuses and what the hell a golden age wonder woman because i really want to read that um so it all omnibuses but it would keep me pretty busy and that will change probably if you ask me in another year or two but that sort of wraps up the first part of this episode so i'm going to count the, some numbers and get back to you all right I'm back and uh, we're gonna be talking about some of those books that I read <clears throat> so this is from May 29th through June 4th what I watched that week um, the four out of fives was fatal attraction season one it, it's sort of based on the Fatal Attraction movie, and this was season one, but I, I don't think there's going to be a season two, so I think it's done. But it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Sinister, um, that is a, we were talking about that at Geek Brunch Retro, and uh, it's sort of about a guy who does criminology books, like, you know, tries to find out who murdered, who and he moves his family into a home where the family was murdered out on the back tree and he tries to figure it out you know what is the you know the murder and there's a local cop that starts helping him him and it becomes like supernatural it's a really interesting movie it's it's well worth watching but he is an asshole in terms of he's very selfish because he chooses to do stuff at the expense of his family. Like he's got two kids and a wife. And uh, he doesn't tell them why he's doing what. or He's just really selfish as a human being. We have uh, Titan Season 3. That was really good. It, it involves Scarecrow. Mostly in Gotham. Affecting the Titans. And the... He sort of is the reason that we have a Red Hood in this world here. So it involves the Red Hood and Jason Todd and uh, him sort of th them taking over Gotham. And then the Titans are left because Batman leaves because Batman kills the Joker. Because Bat um, Joker beat uh, Jason Todd to death with a crowbar just like the comic books and this Batman killed killed the Joker for it and the Scarecrow guy is the one who you know Jonathan Crane is the one who put Jason Todd inside of the Lazarus pit and sort of resurrected him and raised him to who he's gonna be and then the five out of five was the NBA playoffs when when Denver was playing, uh, really liked the the playoffs in the NBA this year. I really enjoyed it. The uh, 
total comics that week I read were 20, not a lot. Um, one Sigma, two Marvel, one Kickstarter, eight IDW, eight DCs. We'll start. I actually have a two out of five. How about that? Um, not because of quality. It's just because I love animals so much, and this guy is the other extreme where he loves animals, but he he feels he has to show the animals being abused like explicitly in order to get his point across. Like it, it's just insane and it's brutal and I I can't take that kind of thing. But as far as like him being a competent writer, he's a competent writer. He's he has an artist that's really fantastic. The book is 2.99, so cost point wise, it's really nice to get a 2.99 book. But when everything is 3.99, 4.99, and uh, it was just too brutal. And I have read one more, but uh, I, I didn't continue with it. I still don't have a strong stomach for it because some of it involves, you know, like dogs especially, and it's like abuse towards them, and this it's. Calico is a character that's like a boxer that sort of takes it on his shoulders to go after and beat these people that beat the dogs to death and torture them just like they tortured the dogs. But instead of like showing, he does show that, but he, he actually has the artist like depict what they're doing to the animal. They don't like, there's no... There's nothing to hide there. You know, he could have done some stuff off panel and then I would have been able to take it. But the fact that they, they don't do it off panel, it's rough. So I gave it a, a 2 out of 5. I didn't like it and I actually stopped getting it. But in terms of quality, it wasn't because I didn't... I would have read the story if they would have toned it down about... It's like a, a 10. If they would have toned it down to like a 7, I, I think I would have been able to handle it. But uh, it was brutal. And um, getting to the four out of fives. Oh, I didn't really. I said 20. We had one Sigma, two Marvel, uh, one Kickstarter, eight IDW, and uh, eight DC. That's unusual because I don't usually read that many IDWs. But I'll explain as we go through. Then, then I skipped the three out of fives and went directly to the four out of fives. There was a Silver Lion science fiction extravaganza featuring Cray. Um, this is sort of a bar their barbarian. Uh, mutants kill his family and then raise him um, when his new adopted family is attacked by humans. Um, and then uh, Beyond the Stars, a mother has a vision and calls to her archaeologist to form a team to stop the vision of doom. The obsoletes are uh, this. There's so there were three stories. There was Cray, the obsoletes, and uh, Beyond the Stars. Beyond the Stars, I think, has already come out with issue two, and I didn't know at the time that I why well, that I read issue one because it was packaged in this anthology. So I got one and two of Beyond the Stars. So now I have I've already read one, essentially. There might be some extra material in there, but I'm pretty sure it's the same story. The obsolete, obsoletes are surveyors of the world 
when one of their members puts uh, them to sleep for 20 years instead of 20 days. <laughs> and now they have to compete for new work and their families have aged. They were thought dead. So it, that was pretty cool. That was from a Silver Line um, as a Kickstarter. And I do try to support Silver Line. Uh, I do like Roland Mann stuff when he was back in the 90s and maybe 80s. I can't remember how long he's been around. But I like their material that Silver Line publishes. And I, I try to support every book that they do. Sometimes it's cost prohibitive because they have these anthologies and I don't want to spend as much as they offered, but I really do like their books. We have Lazarus Planet, Revenge of the Gods. I really like this series, 3 and 4, Wonder Woman Became a God to Help Humanity. Um, but she did not seem to help, and she ended up fighting Hera and her gods with Hip when Hippolyta came um, and saved the day, both of the Amazons and for the gods. Mary Marvel now says Shazam, and it stands for the female gods. And she gets the power from Hippolyta. So she's no longer, and I don't know how long this is going to stay in canon, but she's no longer drawing the same power from as Billy Batson draws from the, those gods. She has her own source. So like the way the Marvel family works is when they say Shazam, if it was just one of them, they'd be like at full power. But if um, Mary Marvel says Shazam, now it's the power's divided in half. And if Captain Marvel Jr. says Shazam, then it's divided into thirds. So that's that's kind of how the power works. Now she has her own source because they're they're different gods. And I think Hippolyta is the the H in the Shazam. So that that's pretty cool. We have Superman two and four. This is the current series. Um, Superman and Lex defeat the mini parasites uh, by using parasite against them and regain control of Metropolis. Marilyn Midnight is a new character who helps Superman when he was in trouble with the parasite. Now Lex, while in jail, and Superman look to go after Dr. Farm and Graft, their creepy villains who created the parasite fiasco by powering him up. And are now targeting Silver Banshee to do the same to go after Superman. Jimmy jumps in front of the Silver Banshee for, from Lex and Superman because he loves her. So at this time, Jimmy Olsen is dating one of the Superman villains, Silver Banshee. We have Star Trek IDW 1 through 8. So I wanted to get my money. I, I, I like have three comic book services. I have... DC, what is it called? Ultimate? I think it's the Ultimate. And that one I use quite a bit, especially for the show DC Spotlight. Um, and just in general, I, I tend to use it once a week, if not more. And uh, I have Marvel Unlimited, which, which I also use once a week. But the Comixology one, I have to like keep telling myself, you got to get your money's worth every month. So I I was big on the Xenoscope books, reading those, and, and but I needed to take a break. So um, I actually went and started uh, Star Trek, uh, the IDW series, 
that focuses on the new crew. In other words, the Kirk, the act, the the Kirk, the Kirk that wasn't the original, you know, actor William Shatner. It was the new actor. Um, so they they made comic books based on the new crew, which I think they have three movies or is it two movies? I can't remember. I know it's two for sure. They might have had three. And they were supposed to have a fourth, but then, not Scotty, but um, Chekhov died, I believe. And then they had a series of like issues with writing and financial issues, and they decided they the actors decided they didn't want to do it. And but IDW kept publishing a lot of these comic books. Now they're going back to original crews and the next generation and. Deep Space Nine and stuff. Next, but um, this one I read, and the Enterprise comes across another ship where they, where a deity infected two of Kirk's friends from the academy. One became godlike, and they had to leave him on a uh, abandoned outpost. The next two stories deals with um, them having to take medical supplies to a world in need. With a diplomat, the shuttle goes to the world where they lose track of Spock and Scotty in a prehistoric world where they are attacked. Ahura takes a shuttle to rescue them. The crew runs across these facehugger creatures that take over worlds. Um, thanks to Spock, they're able to take them out and save Kirk's brother and his family with uh, the destruction of Vulcan. Sarak teams with a renegade Vulcans to destroy the red element. Uh, thanks to Spock, they're able to take them out and save Kirk's brother and his family. With the destruction of Vulcans, Sarak teams with renegade Vulcans to destroy the red element by assembling the element and taking it to Romulus and saving Kirk's brother and his family. With the dis- well, I'm reading the same sentence twice. I must have cut and pasted it. <laughs> But anyway, Kirk and his crew have to enter the neutral zone and Spock disguises himself as one of Nero's followers to stop his father and convince him to stop. Romulans allow Spock and the crew to leave, but keep the red element. We have Amazing Spider-Man 25 and 26. We learn about Paul and MJ, their time in the other world and how how they found the kids. They're not Mary Jane didn't have kids with Paul. Um, They were actually found on this post-apocalyptic world. Uh, Peter arrives years later to stop Rabin from murdering MJ. They go back to the 616, and MJ tells them about the kids and Paul, and they are together as a couple. Rabin shows up, and we find out Paul is Rabin's son, and he needs to kill MJ to bring a god back to life. Uh, Spider-Man, FF, and Kamala try to protect MJ, and Kamala poses to MJ as MJ, only to be killed by Rabin. The god strikes Rabin because he did not complete his task. Rabin did send the two kids back as if they never existed. So I I don't know what's going to happen now with the relationship with MJ and Peter based on you know what those issues were but they were really good adventures of superman john kent two and three john goes off to stop ultraman from killing the multiverse clark so this 
This is uh, Tom Taylor, who just won an Eisner with uh, the artist Bruno Redondo for Nightwing. Um, is also writing Superman John Kent. So he goes off to stop Ultraman from killing the multiverse Clarks. He has to use his blue Superman abilities to knock out Ultraman. When Injustice Superman arrives to snap his neck, Injustice Superman's trying to teach John, but he sees fear in the people. Red Tornado Lois, so he's tapping into Injustice and Earth 2 from the New 52, uh, was shattered by Ultraman and Val L sent to the Phantom Zone. So Val L was also from Earth 2, the comic book that Tom Taylor was writing. He didn't start writing it. He came on as a writer later on when I think they were in double digits. But it's a really good read. We got Action Comics 1055. Cyborg Superman attacks Metropolis. Uh, family to fight them off. Metallo's sister has been turned into a cyborg. Uh, John was tricked by the alien princess. Uh, uh, she is blackmailing Superman to try to restore her as princess on her own world because the people are revolting the city is turning the projection and energy conservation to still works but lex and mercy have an insider so there's three stories there's a superman family which dealt with metallo and his sister there's the second story that deals with john their son as a kid so it's a flashback and uh an alien prince kidnaps a john kent and we have the third one, which is the Stillworks. Um, so this is the action comics that came in after the previous story arc was the first two stories plus Power Girl, and now Stillworks took over for that. And I think Stillworks was on there for two issues, and and then Stillworks came its own book, and Power Girl became its own special, and now it's going to have its own book. So those are four out of fives, all of them. Uh, the only two out of five was Here Comes Calico, and I told you why. So we go back into the next week. I'm only going to do one more week because this one's a big list. Uh, we have from May 5th to May 11th, starting at the bottom, uh, four out of fives were NBA playoffs. Last time they were five out of fives because I thought the games were better. The 5 out of 5 stuff was Ted Lasso Season 3 and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So comic book-wise, we had a total of 35 comics, Marvel 19, uh, 2 Image, and 14 DC. You can see um, how my mind is working lately, focusing on Marvel and DC, because that's where my mind is. Uh, the three out of five, Spider-Man, or Captain America, Iron Man, four and five. This was a mini. Cap and Iron Man have to take down the AI on the shield helicarrier and a woman working for Hydra that is trying to take down the superheroes. We learn that the alien that they thought was the bad guy was really the good guy, and the bad guys are the super team, uh, the Paladins, that Captain America, Captain America and Iron Man had to take down. So that opened up, this series opened up with one of the paladins being hunted down. He, it was like a Vision character, a robot, and you thought he was the bad guy, and he wasn't the bad guy. He was sort of escaping this scenario, and the paladins were the bad guy. 
We have Spider-Gwen Shadow Clones. Spider-Gwen finds her world being attacked by the 616 Sinister Six and later finds herself fighting Gwen clones of Doc Ock and Sandman. She gets the help of the world's Reed Richards. We have Monica Rambo Photon number three. She finds herself with the Avengers and that she is married to Dr. Voodoo. Her parents are supposedly dead and she goes she gets a call from them. She believes she is on an alternate world because of her run in with the Beyonder. We have Spider Man the Unforgiven. This is an like an annual type event that took place in you know some of the major characters, but it's not officially an annual. It, a vampire super team is called the Unforgiven is betrayed by the newest member. Now the book transfers over to X Men Unforgiven, and I have read that one too, but not that week. I am Iron Man number one. Iron Man takes on a rocker entity uh, from the future. That was. Surprising. You know, pretty good. Those are the three out of fives. Uh, we then jump into the four out of fives. We have Star Wars Yoda. Yoda brings in Master uh, Doku to train the young Jedi. We have Dawn of DC Night Terrors. Uh, Damien deals with the nightmares drawn by Bacalo and Porter. Fantastic layouts and pencils. This was like, I think, a free comic book day. Uh, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, number two. Superboy fights Cosmeteers only to find they have similar goals and to take out the Dominators who clone them. Uh, they also run into Cud Warriors, so dealing with a lot of uh, DC alien types. Let's just the Dominators and Cuds. Uh, we have Storm, number one, takes place in the past after Storm gets a Mohawk and is now the leader. Her powers seem uncontrollable, and Kitty is hating the new Storm uh, to the point she feels she has to rebel against her. She, I, I think in that issue, too, she, by rebelling, she goes and gets tattoos. Like, if you could have a Mohawk, I'm going to get tattoos on my body. <laughs> we have Bat, Batman Fortress, number six through eight. Um... This is finally had the opportunity to finish this Elseworlds title where we learned the House of El was not what they were led to believe. They had destroyed many races, and Superman knew this. Uh, a band of heroes have to invade the Fortress of Solitude to find out the truth. Batman, Emiko, that's um, Green Arrow's sister, uh, Chipmunk Green Lantern, I don't think it's Chip, it's another one. Jackson, uh, which is Aqua Lad, and Lex find Superman in his fortress concealed in a case where they trying to protect Earth from the sins of his fathers. Luther tries to turn over to the aliens, but he agrees to go with Batman on their world and to have a trial. Um, he gets out but has to get rid of his powers in that encasement. So kind of like uh, Superman, or Superman 2, where he kind of gets rid of his powers. Um, he ends up transferring those powers to Bruce. That's interesting. So do you remember he reversed the process in Superman 2 where he went into the case and he says, I'm going to be tower. I'm going to be depowered. I'm going to kneel before Zod. Well, he went into the case in this one and transferred his powers to Bruce. So Batman has the powers of Superman. 
we have Mary Jane and Black Cat number five, Sin, spelled S-Y-N-N. Um, Mary Jane and Black Cat have their final confrontation with Belasco, the demon, in Limbo. Sin has the soul compass and can rule Limbo, and Black Cat and Mary Jane are able to return to Manhattan by tricking Belasco, the demon. We have Cyborg number one. Cyborg fights Gizmo and Mammoth. Uh, Cyborg goes back to Detroit and finds his father has passed away. He does not seem too upset about the fact that he passed away. When going to his mom's old house, he uncovers the father is living inside of a robot now. So he he's thought dead, but he transferred his brain or such into a robot. We have Action Comics 5 and 6. Uh... This is the original Action Comics. This is the Superman only that I read. But uh, a dam breaks and is going to kill many people. Lois tries to trick Superman to get this story by sending him away from Perry White. Lois then tries to scoop the story only to have to be saved by Superman. And that when Clark calls her on it, like, hey, why did you do this to me? She wants nothing to do with him. She disses him. The second story is very interesting as an advertiser tries to scam on Superman profits by marketing him only to be called on Clark Kent. He hires the he hires an actor with fake props to pretend he's Superman for the meeting. Lois tries to drug Clark to steal the story. That was pretty cool and finds out he is a fraud and they throw her out the window and Superman has to save her. Superman turns them over to the police. So there's a lot of interesting stuff in this Golden Age stuff from the 30s and 40s. Uh, we have Avengers War Across Time, number one through five. I finally got around to that. Um, that's Paul Levitz doing his first Marvel work. I really like this. Uh, Kang, and this is um, Alan Davis art. Kang seeks revenge on the Avengers and sending the Hulk robot after them. They try to break into the Fantastic Four headquarters to use their time machine, but none of the Avengers can get it to work. While until And then Wally Lumpkin, the, the guy who delivers the mail, sets off the machine by putting some mail on it by accidentally. It brings back the Cindy King uh, the door of the dwarves who made... Thor's hammer. So he's the guy who made Thor's hammer. They end up fighting him like for two, three issues. Uh, so it doesn't have a lot to do with Kang, but just the circumstance. Um, and then he ends up stealing Thor's hammer and teams up with the Lava Men. They manage to defeat them and head to Kang to get the upper hand, but Kang returns them to Earth as they see future versions of the Avengers, not knowing if it was real or not. Man is Jan flirting with Thor while Captain and Cap while dating P Hank Pym. So it is really awkward. Um, I felt sorry for Hank, actually. Deadpool Batter Blood by Rob Liefeld, Chad Bowers. Uh, we got Wolverine and Cable track down the scientist that Thumper is after. As they meet up with Deadpool... They head to Mandapur and find Thumper working for Tiger Tiger. So if you remember Tiger Tiger from the Wolverine series, um, not the mini, but the actual, his first series, 
you will enjoy this. Um, two villains port him away. Deadpool is confronted by Shatterstorm. And she looks like Shatterstar, but she's not Shatterstar. She's a female, and she's called Shatterstorm. We got Tim Drake Robin, 7 through 9. Tim and Bernard go into on a date and run into Bernard's parents. That was awkward as hell. Because, um, you know, Tim is bisexual and he's dating Bernard now. Um, that does not go well with the parents. And the restaurant is attacked by Phobia and Firefly. Uh, interesting combination, you know. Uh, Phobia being a Titans villain and Firefly sort of being a Robin, Batgirl, and Batman villain. Um they have a run-in with the parents that did not go well for Bernard. Batwoman does not remember what happened to her, and she falls through the sky with blood on her gloves, and she doesn't know where the blood came from. Sparrow was shot. This all involves the chaos monsters who abused Bernard in earlier issues. I miss Riley Rossimo on this book. I do think he's going to be doing a uh, Golden Age Sandman book. I think it's Sandman. So we'll see him soon. Uh, we got Doctor Strange number 31, second volume. Doctor Strange and his astral form go to Atlantis to seek Submariner's help because he is being hunted by Alarak, who has obtained the Atlantean Sword of Camus. If he kills Doctor Strange, he will gain immortality. After he takes out Clea, it looks like Doctor Strange will die but Submariner takes the blow and is stabbed, which breaks the bond of him becoming an immortal, and he suffers, and Doctor Strange imprisons him. That was a really good issue, and this this particular issue I had as a kid, and I bought up bought it at Alsup's, and then I think I traded it away, um, and then probably purchased it about five years ago, and uh, finally got around to rereading it. And that's you know one of those stories where I used to trade comics because I didn't have a lot of money to buy new ones. I would take the ones that I did purchase and trade them so I could read a different book. We have Wildcat 6 and 7. Pike, Warchild, and Backlash go after Zealot and Fairchild. Seems like Halo is taking out the undercover group with the seven soldiers. Imp seems to have no good is up to no good, and Clark Kent is investigating. Maxine fakes uh, Zealot and Fairchild's death with Spartan, but Michael Cray is really in Spartan's body. Grifter uh, goes to kill Void and blows her head off, but is really dead because she sends him throughout the multiverse to different worlds where he has to survive. He finally arrives on a world with a team led by Damien, and his brother, and they want to rescue their world's void. Lady Tron has faked all the team's death and tries to recruit Voodoo, but she does not look like it doesn't look like that will happen. We have Team Team X 2000. That's a Marvel book. This was a one shot. It was pretty good. I, I, it was a four out of five. Uh, Bishop and Deathbird are stranded in space after a recent adventure with the X Men. Seems Deathbird is attracted to Bishop, and they may have had sex before. Later, a uh, freeboater ship attacks it and leads them to Earth in the future, where Lalandra's daughter, Alana, is in charge, and a lot of the Earth people are suffering. There are rebels called the Morlocks that 
consists of Cable, Falcon, Vertigo, who's Jubilee, and Longshot. Alana seems to have seems she has Sauron and Vulture on on her team, and is in a relationship with Angel. She is trying to win over Deathbird, and almost does, but saying the wrong things set her off. The rebels win, and Bishop and Deathbird try to go back home, and are now back where this all started, trying to find Earth again, floating in a ship. <laughs> I, I thought it was a really cool story. Uh, we have Titans number one, Titans Tower. Uh, this, these are five out of five, so these next four. Well, actually, next five books. Titans number one, Titans Tower is in, now in Bloodhaven. The team forms, but uh, Garth refuses to join. That's Garth Aqualad, or who's Tempest now, uh, because he feels they will neglect the Atlantean waters. And uh, Flash gets shot and dies. Titans stop nuclear disaster from Titano and have a run-in with Peacemaker and Amanda Waller. We have uh, Team America number two. Team America is so far is so awesome. Uh, on to race two, and Hydra sends assassins after the team to draw out the Marauder. Uh, two new members join, Wrench and Cowboy. The team uh, loses the race because the assassin... And Marauder strike against Hydra causes them to lose. Avengers number one, uh, Captain Marvel is the leader, and she assembles the team of Thor, Iron Man, Vision, Scarlet Witch, and Black Panther, Captain America, the Falcon version, and uh, to fight off Terminus, who is attacking Project Pegasus for the Black Hole device. A team of Thor. Oh, what did I do that? Black Carol flies the device into space before it explodes and looks like she was sent to a world with a defeated king. Really like that brand new Avengers story. I, I thought it was top notch. I, I was really into it. Lovesick number six and seven, Domino and Jack. Uh, this is the image book. I, I just love this book. Domino and Jack shows more of the backstory as you see how Domino loved Jack, who's the cannibal and uh, really wanted him to end her life through cannibalism is really freaking out. It, it, it's really freaking depressing. What a depressing world. But in the same time you hate these characters, you feel sorry for these characters because of the love story. The back matter was crucial to the journey um, in this uh, dark story. At the end, I felt like what the creators felt and shed some tears, actually. If you understand the point, you will too. So I, I can't say anything high, high, higher enough. So the, for those two weeks, the five out of fives were Titans number one, DC Comics, Team America from Marvel Comics, Avengers from Marvel Comics, Lovesick number six and seven from Image. And there were no five out of fives that previous week, but the top book for was uh, Action Comics 1055 and Adventures of Superman, John Kent 2 and 3. So I want to thank you for listening. Um, you can reach me at Twitter, at Mike Myers Brunch, and uh, find me at Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button, follow the episode threads there. You can follow the episodes and get them off of the website at geekbrunchpodcast.com. And you can leave comments there if you like. Uh, Twitter's probably the best. Uh, so 
that's that's about it. I want to thank you for listening, and please send me more questions because I just railed through all of the ones that Spicer sent me. So hopefully we'll get some more to answer next week, or I'll have to make up a list or something like that. But we'll 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 make it through. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.